Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Pastor Brad and Christy. Today, the episode is all about how sometimes we just don't really like a surprise, especially the ones that are announced in public when you probably could have talked about this before. Here are your hosts, Brad and Christy. Good morning, Brad. Hey, Christy, Brianna, how are we today? Oh, we're dandy. Everybody is doing well. Dandy. That's a good word. Mm Mm-hmm. Not used often enough anymore. Dandy. Bring it back. You should bring it back. Welcome to our podcast family. Uh, we are excited to be with you. Sorry that life got in the way of last week's episode. Life got ahead of us last week. We were running to catch up. Honestly, of, it's still steamrolling ahead at this point. A lot of last week we were running to catch up with things going on around us. And um, yeah, but we're, we're caught up today. We're on time. We are getting it done. Bree is not quite awake, but we're working on it. I do need some coffee. <laughs> I feel like that's probably the issue here. I haven't had coffee today. How could you ever try to do a podcast without coffee? I don't know. See, I got up and I was like, I'm going to eat breakfast this morning. And then I ate and then I just did not have coffee. I was and like, coffee. water is plenty. I um, I lied to myself. I was on the phone with someone and I said, this is not working. And she said, that's because you're using the wrong number in the wrong spot. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, can I make an excuse of only one cup of coffee in? And she said, oh, yeah, by noon you'll be good. <laughs> so thank you. So. Well, it's great to be back with you today. We have a, a lot that we'd like to cover today. There's a lot going on in the world that we could have some real talk about and um, update on our life. <laughs> is it has been real challenging and uh, many of you have been going through real challenges as well for the first time in in uh since in in forever like we've been carpooling <laughs> this is brad's greatest challenge right i was now like where is he going with I'm this not, i'm not sure what we're talking first time in forever first time in our marriage i have not carpooled since 1994 was the last time i carpooled interesting okay Wow, that's a very distinctive. It's very day. specific a, year. Why do you know? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've carpooled. 1994, <laughs> I bought a brand new Ford truck and was carpooling to work with a guy. And I know this was the year because I got this new truck. And he get he was in the car and he always wanted to mess with my radio when he would get in and change ah. the channels and that kind of stuff. And it was a brand new truck. And I finally looked at him. And I said, Brandy, I said, if you want to change the radio station, you are more than welcome to. But here's my payment booklet. You need to make the payment on the note. <laughs> okay, that was so some real talk. Now, it's before daylight, mind you, so we were, were just kind of straightforward, much less coffee. Well, that's funny. That's that's what we're going to talk about today is just being honest with people. I mean, but, but, um, great. It's funny. With, you had a friend who was a guy named Brandy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I've never known a male named Brandy. Mm. Yep. Now you do. Now know I of one. Now I know of one. <laughs> Um, but we are going to talk about how sometimes you just need to be honest, even if it is after dark, as you say, <laughs> before, yeah, before, before morning, before even if it's in daylight, morning. you do, you just need to be honest with yeah, it. Yeah. And it now, is. you know, your commute to work, if you go to work before seven is dark, cause we'll be forever because they're trying to change it to not switch time zones anymore. I, know. I found out about that there's yesterday. There's a lot happening. They're lit. There's, did you know I saw that. Yes. There's, groceries. There's an I mean, actual bill in front of the, um, house or Senate. The Senate. It passed mm-hmm. the Senate, so it goes to the House. Is that right? Yep. yep. And um, that they will not, that we will always live under daylight savings time in the United States. I have to say that 
that makes me, <laughs> I have a lot of emotions about that because mostly I struggle so badly. In the morning? In the mornings. I do too. No, no, no. Like just anytime the time changes, either we fall back or spring forward, it does not matter. I struggle for about a month. Like uh, I cannot get it together. Well, if we had to stay on one, I'd rather stay on the one where you can Daylight stay out savings, late. Yeah. My, um, the one we're on now, but my children have really, well, my Bradley has really struggled with the time change. A lot happened on that weekend that the time changed, mm-hmm. and he is really struggling with it. Um, I don't. I'm. I have weird sleep patterns anyway, so it's not bothering me that much. But it's Bradley is really struggling. I'm Last struggling. night, Brad went in to tell him good night, and he was already out. I mean, he was like, "This is the end of the day. I don't have anything mm-hmm. left." So. So yes, because Bradley will normally stay up for a couple of hours past you bedtime. putting him to bed. <laughs> yes, he does. But now it's also like he has to stay outside and get a lot more done after school and things because you have that they extra have more time. hour of, yeah. the, of sunlight. So, so uh, what are some ways that you are feeling the pinch? What are the ways, whether it be the rising fuel prices, inflation, those kind of things? What are some things time that you're changing. doing different? <laughs> time changing. Uh, what are some things that you're doing different now? Um, have you started carpooling yet? Uh, to save on fuel, <laughs> yep. um, but when your fuel bill gets up to about eight hundred dollars a month between the two of you, you'll start looking for other ways to. That's right. To um, you get desperate enough to ride to work with your wife, or take the horse. I'm like, y'all have horses. Yes, yeah. you let me know when Brad gets up early enough to come into town on a horse because Christy will not be doing that. I'm mostly just lurching I mean, with the I horse guess. all day. <laughs> I guess if I would be We don't really have a water trough in the front of the church. That's it. That's we it. might have to get one. So anyway, a uh, lot happening out there, though, but I know, man, you're struggling and um, everybody's struggling in some way. You cannot go anywhere that people are not having these conversations and all that is happening in Ukraine and um, as we continue to pray for for those people. And, you know, one of the things I was talking, uh, I wasn't talking to him, I saw a post by a pastor, you know, that made a very pointed case. And he said, you know, in all the prayer for Ukraine, he said in the 80s we planted four churches in Russia that have been doing great things for the kingdom in, in all of our prayers for Ukraine, please don't forget to pray for the people of Russia because Russia is divided tremendously over right. this issue of war and it's just not good things are happening there and people that are being pulled into that and would rather not be and are opposed to it. And so there's so much happening around us <laughs> that there's never been a better time, excuse me, to have these hard conversations Um and trying to encourage and find tips to um, help people save money, do things better, whatever it may be. So it's a good time to teach your kids too, because you know things. It's always better to be prepared for things, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. And like you are, we are having to prepare a lot more ahead. I think right now, like you have to think about it because for like if nothing else just shortage in the grocery store a lot of times you can't find what you want or you know or anything or furniture or you can furniture. find what you want or but you can't afford it doors. right you can't afford it or it well, a lot of times it's just not there right I now know. um yeah. the shortages and and as if you talk to different people um my family is spread across the country which we talked about a lot like you know certain people can't get certain things mm-hmm. at certain times and they're like well, our, our grocery store my, my mom and i talk about how oh, well, they're out of this at a grocery store, they're out of that or whatever. And 
at certain places in the country, they just say, we don't get that anymore. Mm -hmm. Or we won't get those again until, like, Mm -hmm. they know that they're just not going to be able to get certain things. So it's kind of weird, this whole, like... And we've not had... We are very spoiled people in We're very spoiled, absolutely. Um, Very spoiled. um, Very blessed. Very blessed. Very blessed, which has caused us to develop a spoiled mentality. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of people, Brianna, you know, a lot of so many people have never even experienced anything like we're going through, you know, the, the highest inflation rate and increasing uh, in the midst of this, the oil prices, all that's going on with fuel. A lot of this has not happened since you and I were little kids. Christy. Right. I was going to say, you said Bree hasn't been through it, <laughs> but so, I haven't been through I'm it. I'm like the recession, a, yeah. the last recession was like 20, not 20, it was like 08. Was that it when was, the first like it was the housing? Was, but, but it was completely different. It wasn't as bad as what I mean. Mm-hmm. In my, it didn't affect. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It was just different. There is a recession, me. but everything that you had didn't double. You know, there's on a more than almost more than seven times in a week, probably. You know, mm-hmm. not saying it's every day, but enough to equal it out. Because some days there's multiple conversations with business owners. You know, they boy they survived COVID. And then they're like, how do I, how do I, um, how do I survive this? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, you know, especially people that have non-essential businesses, you know, there was a a, a craft place where you could go in town and do painting and that kind of stuff. And, you know, those are the first things to go when, when fuel hits $5 and something a gallon, which is what mine costs because I drive a diesel pickup truck. So, and they don't, yeah, right. You don't do that extra stuff. You don't do the extra. That's correct. You don't go out and eat. Extra meals, you know, only when you. But have you to. know, I've I've noticed that you do. We do in America. Certain mm-hmm. things are what discretionary income or whatever. Mm-hmm. You you spend your your money on certain things, and and um, we have become such a society of mm-hmm. restaurants are one of the things that we are kind of not willing to give up. Mm-hmm. You know, you may eat more McDonald's than you do, you know, higher mm-hmm. places, but um, but I mean. People are still eating out a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it goes back to where, A, we aren't prepared because we aren't used to eating. We're not used to cooking. and That's what know. a lot of it has to do, too. We're, we're having to adapt the way we live. And that's what I'm saying. This is a time you can't. It's a great teaching opportunity for children mm-hmm. and things because, you know, my grandmother cooked three meals a day, mm-hmm. every day. I mean, that was just what she did. And then my mom, it was like it changed a little bit, you know, because mm-hmm. my dad had a different type of job than my grandfather or whatever. And now it's like we're kind of, we kind of scramble, whereas I ate out once a week mm-hmm. um, as a child. Now it's not that big of a deal to eat out multiple times, not once, day. twice, three. Right. You eat out multiple times a day, much yeah. less. Um, so it's just a different time. And, and your kids are learning that too, you know. Mm-hmm. As through us, our children are learning. Oh, it's okay to eat out three times a day. It's really not. <laughs> well, I mean, just culturally, it changed. But culturally, it yes, it did. It definitely did. There's not so. really emphasis on home cooked meals. So when you not think as about much, it, no, but right. I think they're coming back because just it's because cheaper. it is cheaper. It's cheaper. And um, and everybody says, you know, oh, I watch the Food Network or I watch this or I watch that. But do you do anything mm-hmm. about it? Mm-mm. Because so, even Ella wanted to cook last night, and she was like, "I'm going to make a cake. I'm going to make a cake," and we ran out of time mm-hmm. because you don't you have to plan. Not you didn't only help her bake that cake, not only the baking of the cake, but you don't pl- you have to plan not just to get the ingredients, but you have to plan the the time. It's and a different we, cake, Brie. Our time does not um, 
allow us to do these things anymore. But so it comes down to wisdom, uh, you know, wise counsel or shallow decisions. And we're in a situation right now where you really need to seek good counsel about what to do. You know, um, you know, just uh, as you're trying to figure out, you know, I can't afford five dollar fuel, but do you can you really afford a fifty thousand dollar battery operated vehicle? Those kind of things, the benefits outweigh the cost and, and all those things. And so, you know, the Bible says this. It says in Proverbs fifteen twenty, a wise man, a wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despairs his mother. Foolishness is joy to him who is without heart and lacks intelligent common sense. A man of understanding walks uprightly and makes his course straight. Without consultation and wise advice, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they are established and succeeded. I thought that verse was really cool today because we have some plans that have been frustrated lately, you know. I think everybody has plans that have been frustrated. With that, how do you lead through it? You know, don't just start making knee-jerk decisions and and overcompensating and doing things that – are not well thought out and you've not sought good counsel over, you know. That's funny that you say, and that's not a common phrase, your plans were frustrated. Mm-hmm. Was it just your plans that are frustrated or did you become frustrated because your plans got <laughs> frustrated? I never thought of it that way. That's I know you don't, that's not a not a phrase, but it, it talks about it here. It's that your plans become your plans frustrated. frustrated. It also says in Proverbs 11, 14, where there is no wise, intelligent guidance, the people fall and go off course like a ship without a rudder, like no one at the helm. But in the abundance of wise and godly counsels, counselors, there's victory. You know, and so <clears throat> I think that's the key. Where's the wise counsel? You know, because you can find a lot of counsel, but, man, are you finding people that tell you what you want to hear? You know, because you can find somebody. You, you can ask enough people, they'll agree with you. But are it, you finding yeah. people that will honestly push back and say, yeah, that's not a good choice. You know, that's not a good decision. You literally can find people that agree with you about anything. Mm-hmm. Any side of any argument. Any All you have to do, honestly, is just Google it. <laughs> that too. <laughs> All you have to do is just go on your preferred website of social interaction and just voice what you think. And at least three people will agree with you. At least. Now, there are some people who come out against you. Mm-hmm. They come out the woodworks to tell you their opinion. But right. Doesn't take much. People tell you how they feel, even when you don't want them to. Well, and the hard part is today is that it's so hard. Like, if you're a person that genuinely cares about people, it's hard to really just take a stand and and be transparent on what you believe. Because when you share what you believe, you end up being annihilated by the people who disagree with you or think differently than you on that. Are canceled. And we'll it, they that. cancel you out topics that we've had in the future uh, in the past, you know, which really leads into today's depth of our conversation, which is where do you turn and who has your ear? You know, who's speaking into your ear? Are they making things better for you? Do they solve, help you solve problems or do they just agitate you? You know, does it just agitate the problem? Do they stir up things? And so what are some solutions to current struggles that you're facing and how do you walk through with that which leads into a a great line that christy and i were talking about this morning over coffee you know which is do you communicate do you communicate uh to announce things or do you 
like surprise people with stuff, catching them off guard, or do you genuinely, you know, make this announcement? Do you just go in and make an announcement and declare something, or are you genuinely communicating with somebody beforehand, seeking to help seeking the to understand, or seeking instead to, of being understood? To well, well, yes and no. Um, the my preference. Yes and no. I got knowed. My thing. Well, it's not necessarily to seeking understanding, but to be understood also because. So this is how this whole thing started. <laughs> we were with some people, um, and someone, one of the, uh, a wife called out a husband, and the husband was generally, in my opinion, shocked. Not shocked, like stunned, but like he, he the question was, really, that bothers you that much? Mm-hmm. And the husband was genuinely surprised that the wife was upset by this. And I thought to myself, you know, Brad and I should not be here doing, be in the middle right. of this conversation, honestly, if he had no idea that that was a problem. Right. So my question to Brad was, is it, um, you know, how important is communication between anyone, not just husband and wives, this happened to be a husband and wife conversation, but um, whereas it it's not an announcement, like had she not ever brought that up before that, that that was a problem with these people you know and he was literally general general generally shocked genuinely that's the word genuinely shocked that she had such a problem with it and so my question is are we being honest and real with the people closest to us even in the little things and 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 we went on in our conversation over coffee this morning that we have some friends that are reaching their one-year anniversary and what advice do you give differently for a newlywed as opposed to a one-year anniversary? Because the newness has worn off after a year. They have lived in the house together. They have seen the real people mm-hmm. and things like that. And so, you know, at this point, my advice to those people would be, be honest about those little bitty things that bug you. Like this, this person was calling out her husband about this little thing. It really wasn't a big thing. But the husband was so genuinely shocked that I'm thinking, tell your person now. Tell the people in your life, you know, it's not a big deal. This is not a deal breaker. I'm not going to, you know. Yeah. And, and I think that's to, you know, in our sermon series on relationships. And thank you to everyone who's been taking the relationship challenge. And we will be bringing you some updates on that soon. But, you know, it was we're talking about parents exasperating your children. And I think that exasperation goes beyond uh, uh, children. It goes into the relationship with spouses and employees and employers and coworkers and neighbors. You know, and it's siblings. like siblings and siblings. We we know how to exasperate the other person, and and sometimes we think, well, they should know that's they should know that's not how I like it. Right. And and maybe they should. Maybe they should be able to be a better reader of body language and the minds. But, you know, you got to have that communication. And so many times we just make this announcement, you know, instead of to like the general public, communicating. which Brad and I would have been the general general public in and our. So, and the, which example. led Christy and I into another conversation, <clears throat> which, um, you know, when we, we had a pre-wedding agreement, and the wedding agreement was this. When we get older, we will not lose our mind and let dogs or animals in our house. 
you know, <laughs> lose um, our mind, but because we had, well, the reason we put it that way, not that you lost your mind if you have that, but we, we had, uh, people in our family who never had that and was against it. And then all of a sudden they just went to the far extreme, you know? And so we're right, like, right. That's not what we're going to do. We made this agreement. We have no, we're not having animals in our house. It's just going into it. That was our prenup. <laughs> Didn't say nothing about money, but we had this agreement. We called our prenuptial agreement about animals in the house, and 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 it's amazing how um, we had that conversation. The other thing that we were in agreement on was that Christy was not the cook, <laughs> and I would do most of the cooking, and and I do I do most of the cooking. Um, and here, I like, here. I like to cook. <laughs> you know, I like to cook, so that's not a big deal. And he's good at it. So I'm, and, I'm happy that he likes it. So when Christy, you know, so that's kind of more of my responsibility, you know, unless it's in the of course. The bad thing about the time change is now you're going to have to cook a whole lot more. I know because he's Cause out normally during the time farming. change and farm time. It's like I'm out till dark and she has to cook. But nevertheless, we digress. But there's these things that is just kind of assumed that is the other person's responsibility. And this is really in relationships and marriages and stuff, but it even goes to coworkers and kids and stuff. And so you just assume it's that other person's responsibility. And and so then when a partner, a coworker, a spouse, a child does something that like they give you a break from doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. And they don't do it the way you do it. You get mad. It's like you make sure they know that they didn't do it right. Right. And then they're like, why even try? (laughs) You know, because like, so like when my, like I know like cutting the grass is not my wife's responsibility, but when she does it, it's a huge, like I really appreciate it, you know? And so um, why would I want to just demoralize her by saying, you know, you didn't do that the way I would do it. You should have went straight in straight rows instead of going in a circle or vice versa, you know, however you people want to cut their yard. But, but nevertheless, it's like when people try to do an act of service to help us, which is a love language. And, and then they don't do it the way we do. We would do it. We demoralize them. And it's like, why well, why even try, you know? And so then, which that led into, and I'm gonna let Christy jump in here, led into the <laughs> other conversation. Well, well, they don't ever get any praise or credit when they do it all the time, you, you know what I mean? Like, right. So if it's in most homes, like the ladies do most of the cooking. And so when the guy cooks, it's supposed to be a big deal. Or right. You have to do all this praising and you have to say, oh, you did so great and it's wonderful and all this stuff. Whereas, you know, one day out of the year, what about the 300 days that the other person has done the cooking? And well, all most of the time it's more than one day, but nevertheless, your point is well taken, <laughs> but why, why mess it up? Why mess it up all a good thing? Goes back to, and this is what and this is the basis of anything is communicate and do it nicely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many times? I, mean, I think every week we say, just be nice to people. I also think um, that sometimes when people do like the nice things that no one asked for, and that person gives them, it is supposed to be cr- like constructive criticism. They take it as you didn't appreciate what I just did for you. I'm never doing it again. Right. Mm. Right. It comes yeah, across as maybe, that. Maybe, but sometimes it's pretty destructive. Like <laughs> you, you, you know, body language. Right. Now I'm saying, but 
again, the way it was said was not meant to be like, for example, you like getting flowers, but your person does not value flowers often, but randomly they do. And you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I love these. I love them so much. Just for future reference, I love getting flowers. But if you know my favorite is this, you know. My favorite my are favorite, daisies. My favorite like are daisies. These, I like these are these wonderful. Tulips that you these got These tulips are beautiful. But daisies are my favorite. But daisies are my favorite. Future note. Yeah. Right. I understand what you're I saying. I agree with that, but I don't know if that's the best time to do it. <laughs> I wouldn't do it in the moment. Maybe not the moment. you're saying, yeah, this just isn't good enough. Yeah. That's how you would take it. That's how I would take it. You know, now later, you know, I think that's where wisdom comes in. You know, how do I find a way to tell them later that I love daisies, you know? And well, and, and two, you have to, um, and I always taught this when I was in school. That's when, the way when I, I was teaching. Anyway. When I was teaching school, you have to make sure that you own up to your response. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like your response has to be, Oh, thank you for the flowers. Even in your mind, you're thinking, I wish they were daisies or whatever. <laughs> and they, I'm just going, well, I know, yeah. But the, um, and what Brad is saying is bring it up later. Mm-hmm. I love those flowers you got me last month. You know, I mm-hmm. love daisies too, you know, and mm-hmm. you can do it. But it's so taking, and, and a lot of times we say, oh, well, I just said it. I didn't think about how I, right. how I came across or whatever. Oh, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean I didn't like the tulips. I just, you know, liked whatever. Right. But the point is, you have to own up to your response because then that can lead to a whole different chain of, you're mm-hmm. never happy. You're never you're happy. Never, yeah, All you just complain, you know. Well, which right. leads into the whole relationship discussion. Relationships you know, are just hard because you can choose. It's kind of like the whole what I know I'm, I'm talking over you. I'm sorry, but the whole thing that we just talked about. You can you can always jump on either side of the fence. Mm-hmm. You can choose to take it, and you take offense. Mm-hmm. You take up the barrier of offense, or you can choose to you know take it as a compliment. I'm so glad you like flowers at any time and point. I'm gonna try to give you every kind in the you know, mm-hmm. in nature. Like or you whatever. like daisies? I'm going to buy you roses next time. <laughs> well, because you don't know that they may not have had any daisies at the store that was worth buying. Right. Or they may not have had any. Like, True. Like right. Christy's favorite flowers are Gerber daisies. They are. You know, and so we always have to settle for something else because they very, do not keep them they very They just often. don't keep them, okay. you know. And so it's like you have to find it, you know. And so then, then it becomes about the effort. You know, and I think that's what that I think, Bree, you just really touched on the whole heart of it is so. So I, I don't like I'm a I'm a decent cook, you know, and um and, and I like to cook. And but I mean, I hate to clean, you know, and so <laughs> um, but when I do clean, you know, if I don't clean to her standards or put the stuff in the right place, it's like. She ought to just celebrate the fact that on this day I cooked and I cleaned, not that I didn't do it according to the way she would have done it, you know. Yeah. And so I think that comes back to the to the to the to the gift giving, the fact that somebody did something for me. They went out of their way. They took their time. They wanted to bless me. So the fact that it wouldn't bless up to my perfection or to my standard, I ought to just really enjoy the moment. And then find a way to make sure that um, that they know how I really like it, you know. And I think that's what Christy's talking about. Like, how do I communicate that to them? Which comes back to the heart of the whole conversation 
instead of me having to make an announcement, how do I communicate it to them? It's you all know? about communication. And so I think the communication would have to happen beforehand or afterwards. In the moment, it would be received as an announcement. And so then you're, because you're sitting over there saying, this is, how, this is how it goes with me. I'm sitting over there saying, I'm not taking the bait. I'm not taking the bait. <laughs> I'm not, and then you're like, oh, what, did that come out loud? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, w- I was saying that to myself, but it, I spoke it out loud, you know. And <laughs> Those were inside that's thoughts. How, that's yeah. how you end up seeing it is like, okay, this is a trick question. That's what I'm saying. This it can trap, come back as you know, a longer, that you know, as a a different way. Later on, it can just be another argument yeah. if you do it the, the wrong way. And this is real big with kids and coworkers. Because, you know, if you don't have time for your spouse, a lot of times you really don't want to give them the extra time to have the extra conversation to really and truly try to figure out those things. Um, It's funny you mentioned the whole uh, cleaning and putting things away and stuff. My mom, my grandmother, when we were younger, we always went on Sundays to my grandmother's and my um we would we would be washing dishes afterwards and my family would be like where does she get all these dishes i swear she keeps all of her dirty dishes all week and makes us wash them on sundays and we <laughs> laughed about it and you know since my grandmother has passed away my cousins have made comments about i would wash every dish in her house if she was still here mm-hmm. and it's like oh you want well now my mom we're to the point where we have sunday lunch at my mom's when we're there and um You'll say, oh, where does something go? And she'll say, oh, just put it up. That's my adventure for the week. i just trying to find out where y'all put all my stuff. <laughs> That's all, honey. Until she it's cannot all. find it, and then she blames the people from Louisiana for taking it. But you're messing up my Jeez. whole point. <laughs> uh, my point is that it's about your attitude, you know? It's like, oh, I'm so glad my grandmother's here. I can wash every one of her dishes. Or I'm so glad my family's here. I'll search for my stuff all week. Mm-hmm. And we take it offense of, oh, will they not just do it? You know, will they not just put it where I want it to be put? Whereas the other option, and I think that's what you're saying, is don't worry about where they put it. Just be happy that they did it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's very easy to look back and say, oh, I wish I could wash my grandmother's dishes now and it becomes because she's not here because we don't appreciate the moment we're so worried about our way of doing things and we're so worried about oh well they they i wish they hadn't even messed up my kitchen if they're not gonna put everything back like it was well then you would have missed the time with them you would have missed the meal with them you would have missed the as my mom calls it the adventure of searching for her stuff all week and you th- know because if not what happens is and this is like this for some people that i know you're just like well i, I I'm just not going to do I'm it. I'm just not going to do it. I, I could help them, but I know I can't help them according to their standards. Right. Like, I can't live up to their expectation, whether it's cleaning a kitchen or uh, installing a TV or cleaning the floors. It's like that person is never the way they do it, and they find a way to steal all the joy out of the second mile. When right. people do, because that's the second mile, you know, that Jesus talks about. If somebody wants you to go one mile, then go two. And so when somebody goes above and beyond and does something for you, you know, and and I, I just want to I want to say this uh, while we're having real talk here, like because it, it's very easy, you know. I, I just don't know how I want to say it. I don't know. What like, you're well, to say. I want to go back you. to where, like, if it's if the wife cooks three hundred days out of the year and the husband cooks the other. Five days or two days or whatever, you know, it, it like, don't be upset that you do it 300 days out of the year when that kind of falls in your line of responsibility. 
you know, just be happy that he did it then and vice versa. When your wife wants to go weed or mow the grass, you know, like don't say, well, you don't help me all the other year long, you know, like, cause when you do that, I just telling you that steals all the joy. It's like, <laughs> why, why even do it? Why even try, you know, the fact that you want to point out that, and, and cause it just, I don't even know if this happens by conversation. Sometimes it does. It did for me and Christy. She's like, okay, I'm not a cook. Okay. I love you anyway. I'm gonna marry you. We'll figure this thing out. <laughs> You know, but but we'll sometimes things just fall on other people as that's their thing, that's their responsibility, you know. And so, don't don't mess it up when somebody's trying to bless you in that. I appreciate your blessing because it's not according to your standards. So, <laughs> my first time to ever cut the grass at our house, Bree, um, I ran over the cord that <clears throat> was to the only light in our front yard. <laughs> I ran over it, gone. and um, it is gone. Sure. Why was that cord on the ground? Because the previous homeowners had it on the ground. We didn't even know there was a cord there. <laughs> it was Well, I thought it was buried. I thought the cord was buried, but without paying very close attention, I ran over the cord, and the light no longer worked. And um, so did I never cut the grass again? Brad's like, oop, got to buy a new cord. You know, he didn't right. care. And that, that did change a lot because now – uh, with our children and our dogs and our all this, there are things in the yard, and it's like, ooh, and, I, and it's not like well, I randomly you know do it. How to look for those? I things. do look for those things, but I also know, and it, and this ha- this goes back to the reaction. You're you're in charge of your reaction. Had that been a huge thing, even way back then, mm-hmm. I would have been like, well, I just won't cut the grass again in case I run over something. That's my excuse. You know what I'm saying? So. And that's what Brad's saying. Don't don't get so caught up on the little things like the you know the cord that can be replaced or can't throw the light mm-hmm. away, whatever. But move on, mm-hmm. um, and go on and appreciate and the rest it. of it. I mean, you know, it's it's not like a one cord's going to change the whole uh, the whole yard got cut. Just say, don't take the bait. Don't take the bait to yourself, <laughs> not out loud. <laughs> Unless you're like Brad and you say it out loud. Oh Lord. So. We are moving on to other things. Next week, we are going to be talking more about our relationships. But the whole point of this I think is... we re- have been talking about them today. The, rela- that's the, the relationships whole point. are challenging. They, are they challenging. just keep getting more and more you challenging. You don't have to join in the challenge. They are challenging enough. But hopefully a little... You know, think about the little things that happen around you that you can react, you know, positively to as opposed to negatively to. And I'm a negative person. Sarcasm mm. comes very easily for me, and negativity is very sar- sarcastic. Is, sarcasm is very negative, and um, but I've really started trying to help, trying to think positively about these things. And like Brad said, in your kids' your relationships, especially with your kids, that is so important to keep it positive. The littlest things, you know, even though you have to go search. Think of it like my mom. Go search for the things that you're, you know, your kids try to help you put your clothes away or their clothes away or whatever. Get get ready to look for them later that week because they're not going to be where they're Uh, supposed to be. But I I know we're running long here, but I want to give give my mother-in-law a shout out, though, because like when we first got married, I mean, like they would always want you to want me to cook or something, you know, and and like, man, she she got some love for her kitchen. (laughs) <laughs> and her she pots does. and her utensils and and she has a system and that um, Brad does not understand. <laughs> and it was to a point where I was just like, I don't want to cook here. If I didn't cook outside, I didn't cook. And somewhere along the way, like her whole 
the adventure challenge came up for her because it did. she's just like, oh, you just cook in there and do whatever you want. We'll clean it. And then, like, I spill something, and everybody's like, oh, all right, clean it before grandmom comes. You know, but <laughs> it's, you know, like, she has so moved into that over the last few years. Just, you know. Just taking it in stride. Oh, and barbs. And I, and I think a lot of us have had to do that just with life in general, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she's older. She's inside. She's just happy to be around people. What really matters. And yeah, that that's what it is. She has changed her perspective of what, what does really matter. And, um, and, again, I think a lot of us have done that because – Things have been pointed out differently in the last two years than mm-hmm. in previous years. To and it all drives me crazy. And we're going to wrap this up. But it drives me crazy like when you're doing something and then somebody just keeps trying to tell you, well, you're doing it wrong. I'm not doing it wrong. I'm not doing it your way. I'm doing it differently. Yeah. You know. So. But I will say this. I will say this. I'm getting the wrap up sign. When you do spend time with people like that, you learn the secrets to their homemade fried chicken and caramel candy and all that good stuff. So there's benefits to doing it their way. Because they've done it. And they've messed it it up. Exactly. As you are out there fighting the good fight of faith and biting your tongue and saying, I will not take the bait, just pray harder, stay humble, because relationships, they are what really matters. We'll see you next week right here on World Talk.